We are 18 episodes deep into this podcast and we haven't had the most important conversation, which is how to source reliable and sustainable herbs. I am doing you all a disservice, but not today because we're going to have that conversation. So get comfortable, get out your notes and let's talk about it. Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, visit the website at backtoasilly.com. All right, so we are finally, (laughs) finally having this conversation. Yes, so we've talked about, you know, plant energetics to how different plant substances affect different body systems. But how are you going to get your herbs? (laughs) So you need to have reliable sources, not only reliable for you, but sustainable for everyone that's involved in the process of growing plants. So really, there are two ways that you can get your herbs right so one you're either going to grow them yourself or two you're going to outsource it so let's talk about the first option which is growing it yourself now in that situation you are 100 percent in control so for you growing it yourself you need to make sure firstly the soil is in good condition so that way you're not disappointed <laughs> that your plants are not growing to fruition or as great as you would have hoped So you need to make sure the soil environment in which they're going to grow in is uh, beneficial for them, which we'll talk about later. So you want to manage the soil. You need to make sure that your herbs won't be eaten by other (laughs) herb-loving creatures, right? Um, So making sure you have a plan as to how you're going to deter these pests in your garden that's under your discretion. And then... Of course, lastly, just watching them grow is very satisfactory and it's very relaxing. It's part of nature therapy, watching these plants grow over time. It's Yeah, because you're nurturing them. You know, from seed, you get the seeds, that initial excitement of getting the seeds, and then you plant them, you watch them sprout, you watch them grow into little baby plants, and then you watch them fruit and bloom it's very it's this very satisfying process. So that's the first option, growing it yourself. Now, two, outsourcing. This is where it gets complicated. Not really. <laughs> so really you want to keep in mind there's a just imagine a triangle, right? We have the three S's. So you want to keep in mind soil, spray, and sustainability. Now, why do you want to keep this in mind? Now, whoever you get your herbs from, always ask you you always want to ask them questions this is in regards to everything um because of course these are substances that you put in your body so you want to know how they're grown right i mean i think that would be normal i would hope you'd want to know how they are grown (laughs) now this is very important for various reasons one you want to make sure you're having quality substances right you don't want them having you you don't want them to be growing in an environment that is toxic to them thus you know being toxic to your body so yeah and this applies to everything whether it be your food you know crystals that you get you want to make sure you know they're being 
um, caved out in a sustainable manner to, yeah, really, this can be applied to anything. So these three S's, right? So let's say you go to your local, your local grower um, and you want to keep these S's in mind. So first you want to ask them um, how their soil is. How is the soil biology doing for these plants? Now, <clears throat> if a business is having transparent business, they will actually have these reports available to you, and you can re um, you can request these soil tests um, so you can view it yourself if you want to go that far. Or you can just ask them. They can tell you how the results were if these tests were done in the soil that, that they have. So that's the first part of the triangle of the triple S's, which is, is the soil. Now, in regards to testing, there are different ways in which you can test the soil. Um, I don't know if they do this in elementary school anymore, but I remember this is my favorite part of, <laughs> of school was the outdoor part. So I remember this was about first or second grade where we each had plastic cups and we went outside to grab like a handful of soil and we put them in the cup and then we put some water in it and we would just watch the water and the soil interact with each other and analyze it and then talk about it later. Now this essentially is a soil composition test and you can do this at home. And what this does is it tells you the ratio of clay to slit, uh, silt to sand in your soil. So, and this will tell you different things like how much moisture your soil takes and how quickly it runs out to all sorts of other things. So that's the soil composition test that you can do. There's also the soil texture test, which is, you know, just t um, feeling the soil within your hands, seeing how it forms together, how it holds together, and how it falls apart. So those are two very simple, simple tests that you can do at home to get the general composition of a test. However, in the case of growing crop, you would want to go further just because so that way you know, you know, if there is any excess or lack of certain minerals in the soil. So by outsourcing and taking the soil, taking samples of your soil to a lab to be tested is probably your best bet. Now there are a couple ways that you can do this or a few ways. So firstly, visit your, you can visit your agricultural co-op extension office and depending on where you live there are certain periods within the year where it's free like I know here in North Carolina from uh, April to November you can get your soil tested for free which is awesome so take advantage if you have that going on where you live take advantage of these services so that way you know knowledge is power knowledge is power um, so secondly, you can go to a private lab and get those and get the soil tested there. Now, those tend to be a little bit more pricey. Um, however, you do get a bang for your buck because it's more extensive. So you can gauge that um, as to what best suits you. Now, of course, if you need to meet certain standards like organic, if you want to be certified organic, of course, you have to go through the USDA and get the soil tested there. So, yeah, that's a general su uh, summary 
of the soil and how to ensure soil quality. So asking your um, outsourcer, whoever you get your herbs from this question, they should be able to tell you the soil biology of the herbs um, and how they grow. So secondly, while they're growing, you want to ask how, um, if they're being sprayed, and if they are, how so? What, are, what chemicals are they using? So, and this is where the conversation of organic versus non-organic growing methods uh, come, uh, come from. So, uh, by knowing how they treat the plants, you will know, you know, whether or not they're laden with unnecessary, well, I wouldn't say, hmm, well, I'll just say chemicals. I won't say unnecessary because some people use them, <laughs> whether, yeah. So, yeah, so that way you'll know whether or not they're sprayed. So, I know here I went to visit a local farm. When was it? Summer? Uh, I went to go and pick hibiscus at Field Sparrow Farms. Their field was amazing. I I felt like I was the field out outlook. It made me feel like I was back in Germany. It was amazing. So I was there to pick up hibiscus, and upon walking the plants, I got a huge whiff of neem and a big smile on my face because neem is a very very powerful natural pest deterrent that you can use in the garden. Now, of course, there are other things that you can use, like cayenne pepper. Um, dichotomous earth and other natural substances to deter. So that's in regards to spraying. That's the second S of the triangle. Now the third S is sustainability. Now this is where the tricky part comes in. <laughs> Last year I read a book called The Strategy of Green Businesses, if I remember correctly. I'll link it below in case you want to read the book. It's a lovely, lovely book. Very insightful about... Um, what is in store for the quote-unquote green economy. That's what it's called, Strategies for the Green Economy, Opportunities and Challenges in the New World. Lovely book. So I'm pretty sure you've heard about the term greenwashing. It's been happening for the past, I don't know, 20 years in the modern world, um, which is basically, you know, you've seen labels on different products this is equivalent to you know whenever you go and shop for food you see the um you see a product with natural on it <laughs> this product is natural <laughs> however when you turn around and you read the ingredients it is probably the least bit of a natural substance so in the same way this is what greenwashing is in regards to you know um different products so you'll see this is basically when companies throw claims on the front of the label to catch your eye right non-toxic environmental friendly earth friendly all these catchphrases you know to make you feel good like you're investing your money into something that could be beneficial when it probably isn't so and this is i talked about this earlier now, businesses, they will be transparent about this if they're implementing these sustainable practices. So, for example, Mountain Rose Herbs has an amazing, amazing layout as to what they do in their business in regards to implementing sustainable practices. So this is this is where this is the cycle, the wheel I'm talking about. Sustainability is not only for yourself. A true sustainable circle will 
benefit you, it'll benefit those around you and the community in regards to people, the plants and the animals that are in your community. Everyone's involved in this sustainable cycle. Everyone. So, so for example, um, on Mountain Rose Herbs, you can check out their website. They lay it out fantastically. Um, all the details, even in regards to energy consumption and how much energy they're using. It's amazing. So, Asking your herbal source, you know, um, how the facility is run, what um, what materials are they using to package their uh, product and store it, and so many other questions that you can ask them. So, yeah, that is the triangle, the S triangle. So remember the how do I say it? I guess you can call it the triple S triangle. Yeah, we'll call it the triple S triangle. So yeah, so that's it. Soil, you remember soil, spray, or sustainability, or you can call it S cubed. Yeah, one of those two. So that's in regards to outsourcing. And you can apply that same model, the triple S triangle, to your home medicinal garden. All right, so I hope that answers any questions in regards to you know how to source reliable herbal sources for your plant medicine all right guys thank you so much for watching and i'll check you next week on thursday bye for now hello there plant lover I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that you are here listening to this podcast on a weekly basis. It means so much to me. If you'd like to support this podcast even further, I'll invite you to head over and click the listener support button in the show notes to support the production of Herbaceous Conversations. And on that note, I will see you next week. In regards to an extended version of the show notes, head over to backtoacilly.com slash podcast. Bye for now.